Welcome to The Coach's Nook, your weekly boost of coaching caffeine. I'm Anna Maria. I'm Vicenta. We are two certified professional coaches who are passionate about helping people move towards the life that they want to lead. Every episode, we'll be sharing practical tools and techniques that are easy enough to implement right away so you can experience the impact of coaching for yourself. Grab your favorite drink and join us for the conversation. Can you believe it? Episode 50. It has been such an amazing journey. We have enjoyed sharing tips and techniques with our amazing listeners And it has been great fun interviewing fabulous guests. Would you have thought we would still be podcasting two years later? Wow, has it been two years? I can't believe it. What shall we talk about today? Dodging curveballs that are thrown at us. We all have that happen to us on a regular basis. How's that sound? That sounds really good. And you know what? You're right. We all have curveballs once in a while. They can be as small as spilling coffee on your office attire or as big as a wedding cake collapsing the day before the wedding. I have actual stories for both examples, by the way. I know you do. (laughs) In regards to the coffee, there was an ongoing superstition that something happened to my coffee in the morning. It would set my day up for curveballs or the infamous Murphy's Law. If one thing goes wrong, example, spilling my coffee, it would start a chain reaction for the rest of the day. So I actually think it was my mental mindset, my thoughts that caused it. So let's say I was preparing a document and I didn't save it properly on the computer and I lost it. A candidate didn't show up for an interview and anything in between. So I was starting to believe, oh, my God, actually, when this coffee spilling, it's going to ruin my day. So what happened? It became an ongoing joke in the office. I would go into the office and say, hey, guys, guess what? I spilled my coffee. And then I'd hear, oh, no, look out. You're going to have a bad day. I would tell them the story. Oh, yeah. There it is, the coffee caused this, and we'd laugh about it. And thinking about it, that humor I brought into the situation was a coping technique, 2020, you know, hindsight. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. You were able to see the lighter side of the situation and laugh it off. That's really good. Yeah, it worked. Now, the wedding cake example. This actually happened to me. My mom baked the actual wedding cakes and brought them to the bakery to get decorated. So she had the three tiers. The night before the wedding, the bakery called and said, guess what? The cake collapsed. My mom had filled the layers with some sort of fruit filling and unbeknownst to her, the fruit filling was so soft that it didn't hold the decoration of the tears, so it collapsed. Quickly, my mom baked three more cakes, rushed it to the bakery to decorate, and it was in the reception hall. 
in time for the wedding reception the next day. Hey, Vicenta, I think that may have been a sign. <laughs> Who knows, Anna Maria? What a story. That is some curveball. Your poor mom. Yeah, my mom was a trooper. She quickly thought on her feet, which is important to dodge curveballs without skipping a beat. She baked the new cakes and did not think twice about it. She always had a solution to everything. As Marie Forleo says, everything is figureoutable. I love that phrase and I use it a lot, actually. I know you do. I remember it from when you say it. I too, and Maria, have a curveball story that actually some of our listeners may relate to. I had some renovations done at home recently, and I had to deal with an unreliable general contractor. He would say that he was coming and then wouldn't show up until much later. And if he did show up at all, it would be for only an hour or two. It was getting ridiculous. I finally had to fire him and get others into the home to take over and finish the work he started. It was really stressful and I lost several nights of sleep. You know what, thankfully all turned out okay, but it was very challenging. Yes, I hear you. And we all have contractor stories. I hired two, one for my master ensuite and one for my kitchen. They both had issues and they are too numerous to list. It was very discouraging. We had to find other people to complete the work. So I hear you. Yeah, and apparently it's not uncommon. Anyway, all this to say, Anna Maria, is that life isn't always easy and things don't always go our way or the way we planned. And there are many examples of curveballs. We could speak of even more serious issues, such as a death or illness diagnosis, but I think our listeners get the point that life isn't all rainbows and unicorns. I second that. And that's why we're going to offer some techniques to help deal with curveballs, small or big. First one is a shift in mindset. Second, listening to your body. Third, asking for help. Fourth, finding meaning and purpose. And five, gratitude. So I'll start us off with the first one, which is a shift in mindset. So this can be something small like spilling coffee where you can turn it around by finding humor in the situation, as I mentioned before. Or it can be a situation that takes one to slow down become aware of the situation, accept it for what it is, and then consciously choose how to respond with your thoughts. As we know, thoughts lead to the feelings, which lead to our actions. For example, when I was told the news that I was being packaged out of my job nearly 16 years after I was working at that company, I sat back and virtually said to myself, that I had no control over the decision. It was made for whatever reason. I was either going to be angry and play the victim, or I was going to look for the opportunity. Gladly, 
I chose the latter. I'm not saying that the following six months or so was easy. However, when my mind shifted towards feeling upset, I allowed the feeling, called it, named it, whatever you do, accepted it for what it was, and shifted quickly to building my coaching business. That's a great example of a mindset shift. And I would like to add to what you said, Anna Maria, and that is taking a bird's eye view perspective and looking at the grander picture. I too have a, a story about a layoff. It was many years ago. And after it happened, I sat back and thought about things and looked at it from a bird's eye view. I thought of, well, my father is sick with a terminal illness. My daughter has never had a stay-at-home mom. So I'm going to do the best I can with what I've got and take the opportunity to be more at home with my parents and support them and also to be more available to my daughter. Santa, that's another great example of a shift in mindset. I think so. It is very relatable. You know, a lot of people experience this sort of thing. Let's move on to number two. And that is listening to your body. What is your body trying to tell you? Our listeners may know this from our other episodes. I'll repeat it again. Stress stays in the body if it is not dealt with. For example, during my, okay, I'll call it frustration time with my contractor. I was really considering what I was going to do about him. I actually felt physical pain around my torso. And as I mentioned earlier, I had some sleepless nights. It was tough. These are indicators of major stress. And I would say that these cannot be ignored. Absolutely. It's wise to listen to our bodies because they know best and how to react to the situation once we realize where it's affecting us. You know what, Anna Maria? I so agree. And I want to add that after I fired the general contractor and hired other tradespeople who were actually reliable, I slept much better and the pain went away. So that was a very profound event for me because I learned a couple of things about myself. It's amazing the effect of stress on our bodies. Yes, yes, it's really amazing. And what I learned also was, and I'm going to mention the tip, it's number three, asking for help. We are not meant to go through life on our own. We are not meant to suffer quietly. We need others to help us. And others need to be needed by us. As I mentioned with the story about the general contractor, after I fired him, I got on the phone and started calling people and talking to people and 
thanks to some tips from friends. And I called, you know, a tile place who gave me some names of tile people and, and the like. I, we got the job done. But I couldn't have done it without first asking for help. That's so important that we ask for help when we need it and to recognize we need help sooner rather than later when possible. It's not a sign of a weakness. It's actually a sign of strength when we were able to say, I need help. I was just going to say that, that it's actually a sign of strength. Hey, great minds think alike, don't they? <laughs> I think so. The fourth tip is finding meaning and purpose. In the case of firing the general contractor, you know what, Anna Maria? I learned a couple of things. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I could advocate for myself and put my family first. That's very empowering, by the way. And you know what else? I learned that I am a lot stronger than I thought I was. And that action of firing the general contractor, it felt good. And I wonder if sometimes we're not given these curveballs because it's an opportunity for personal growth. It is an opportunity, you know, when we come through a rough patch to grow and look at the lesson and what it taught us. But the Santa, you took the emotion out of it so that you did what you needed to do with the situation at hand. And most of all, you stood up for yourself and took action. Well done, my friend. Thank you, Anna Maria. I did stand up for myself and I did take action. So thank you for your support. You're welcome. Our fifth and final tip is practicing gratitude. In any given situation, when we focus on what we have and our blessings, we are happier and less stressed. This will allow us to pause, reflect, accept the situation as it is and as an opportunity and respond with a conscious choice on where we want to go from there. You know, this just occurred to me. I have found that when I pause to think about all the things that I am grateful for, it lessens the sting of the challenges I'm facing. I love it, Vicenta. It sounds like poetry <laughs> so well said thank you i know right it just came to me <laughs> wow flash light bulb moment yes we are hoping you the listeners have gained some insightful tips on how to respond to curveballs from something as small as spilling your coffee to as big as a life-changing event we have chosen a quote by Roy T. Bennett, who is a thought leader and the author of a book called The Light in the Heart. Life is about accepting the challenges along the way, choosing to keep moving forward and savoring 
the journey. so much for listening to The Coach's Nook with me, Anna Maria. And me, Vicenta. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and share it with your family and friends. And if you want more information or to schedule a private coaching session with either one of us, please check the show notes on how to reach us. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, Never lose sight of where you want to be, which leads me to a quote from an unknown author that we both love. Hold the vision, trust the process. Until next time.